Hot Takes to Toast brought to you by Jerry Snyder Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac. Jerry Snyder Cadillac today. Question of the morning. With the Jazz season over, do you stick with the NBA playoffs? Do you switch to Major League Baseball? Are you watching RSL? Or what? Pickleball. <laughs> Tavavi says, I'm not watching bleep. Except he didn't write bleep. You ever play pickleball? I think I did once when I was a kid. I don't think it existed when you were a kid. Well, there was some mini <laughs> tennis court, and there was a paddle, and it wasn't as long as a was racket. Ping pong? No. <laughs> My aunt was into it. I think it was some early version of pickleball. I played it last week. I played it for the first time about a month ago, and I actually quite enjoyed it. Sure. It's a rage, man. It is the, I played it up at Jackson Hole, Wyoming. They got these courts, and these people show up every morning, and then you play these games. It's a fun sport. It's way, way better than tennis. Because? More action. Uh, you don't have to be as good. You don't have to be as in good a shape. Now, you can be. I mean, obviously. If Smaller I, court, you don't have if, as much ground to cover? If I played it, then obviously you can be successful when you're in great shape. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a great little fun game, man. My my wife's friend is addicted. Plays three hours every every morning, up there in Jacksonville. Plays three hours. Every so that's a lot of pickleball. Yeah. So like five days a week. That's the weekday. That's the job in retirement up at Jacksonville. Yeah, she doesn't work, but uh, right. So there's nothing to retire from. Uh, you know, you, you always to me when I go out and seek friendships, it's like, what can you do for me? You know, what, what kind of amenities can you provide? And if you can provide a bunch, then I'm going to be your friend. <laughs> and my wife's friend. Now, she's known this person for many, many years. And uh, she married into a fairly affluent family who has timeshares up there. As you know, I've been going up there the entire length of our show. It's a true story. Uh, that was my first introduction to Salt Lake City, actually. Flying into Salt Lake to go up to yes. Jackson. And then on the way back, I had had a friend that I knew very, very well in California, who moved up here. So on the way back, uh, we set it up to spend a few days here, which is an absolutely true story. So we spent a few days here instead of just, you know, having a connection. And then that that was the point where I picked up the old Salt Lake Tribune for the for you kids. There used to be this newspaper that would be out. What? You could hold it. And so I read it, and I went back and fired off a resume. And that started everything, yes. huh? Yes, and then a at least a year, if not two years, I'm working at the Daily Breeze, and I'm with a coworker, and we were working night shifts, and so uh, we went out to golf. My wife's a teacher, so she's a, working in the day, obviously. She's working at the Prep, 108th Street in Danker, South Central. And uh, I come back from... Uh, golf and there's a message on my machine they used to have these answering machines what and there, was there a telephone on the wall or did it sit <laughs> on the tell us of all of these it, it was on the counter it was not on the wall <laughs> and there's was a message from another coworker. we would we would trade off sometimes you'd work day shifts sometimes you work night shifts so you knew everybody on the staff and uh, so I click on the thing and it said P. 
PK. They call me PK back then. I've been called that since about 14. And uh, I said, this is Brian. Yeah, the guy called uh, uh, an editor from the newspaper in Salt Lake City, and he wants to get in touch with you. So and and the number he had had changed because we'd moved, but he had this number. So I figured I'd better tell you. And I took down his information, and it was uh, Tom McCarthy. The McCarthys used to own the paper. Great, I loved it when they owned it. Uh, and and Tom was in the newsroom every day. Big Ute fan. That that's the McCarthy Center where the Gonzaga Bulldogs play basketball. And then the practice fields here at Utah football, the McCarthy practice fields. And Tom, great guy. And uh, so he called me. And I figured, well, I got my buddy who had just moved up a year or two later, and it was in the summer. In fact, it was like uh, this week, 20 friggin' eight years ago. <laughs> and I was 11 years old. And uh, so he called me. I figured, well, I'll just come up and uh, get in a couple of rounds of golf with my buddy who lived up here. And then, sure enough, they uh, offered me the job. Little did you know. Yeah. All stemming from playing pickleball in Jackson. That's crazy. Gold says, I'm doing everything on your list. I'm watching the NBA playoffs. I'm watching baseball, and I'm watching Real Salt Lake. That's Cole, probably Cole's, me. Cole's all in. Yeah. To me, i got to watch the NBA playoffs. I mean, I'm a playoff junkie. It really doesn't matter the sport because the intensity and everything picks up. It doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter the level, for that matter, either. I mean, you can just feel something that is unfeelable, is that uh, the, the intensity in postseason, I mean, you can go in a rec league and becomes the playoffs – and people play harder. It means more. And so, yeah, and I know a lot of folks, they're just disgusted. I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday, and, you know, he's from here, and he was saying, man, the door was wide open. <laughs> there were no roadblocks. And I could feel his pain, to quote our buddy Bill Clinton. And, yeah, because it was right there. This was a phenomenal change. This was like now, in retrospect, this was like the Jazz losing the two seasons Jordan wasn't there. That's exactly what it's going to go to. Yeah. When they lost to Houston in the first round, it's game five and they're up. And yeah. It was there for the taking. Now that was the first round, you say? Is that what it was? They lost to him once in the first yeah. round. Well, when they lost him in the first round, Houston was a champion. The, on their way to the first title, they worked the Jazz pretty good in the conference final. They were just the better team. But the next year, the Jazz had had a better regular season and just looked better and were up. <laughs> and it's 2-2. It's game five. They got a 10-point lead with five minutes to go at home. I don't home. remember any of those details. And they lose the game. Absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. I, I remember it because it was, it, was, it was a horrible loss. People felt terrible. And they feel terrible now. We'll never know, obviously, but I could argue strongly that if they had a healthy team that they could have won the title. Now, maybe they wouldn't have. We'll never know. And I know people say, well, Kawhi Leonard was out, and you're all justified uh, and saying you can't say this or that because the other team had a player who is usually the best player out on the floor in 95% of the times that he walks out, and he's gone, and you have a home game here, and you couldn't get it done. Sure, yeah, I, I if that's what you want to say, I can't argue. Uh, just like those folks who say, man, if we would have had all our guys, we would have won the series, and we would have won the title. Uh, possibly. Everything was right there. You may never, Donovan Mitchell may never have an easier path. 
That doesn't mean he can't do it. Will he conquer a harder path? Yes. I mean, he very well could do that, too. I mean, he's got to have some horses around him, as everybody does. This is a common, uh, I think, a common complaint. We, fill in the name blank of whatever team, Jazz, Lakers, Nets, we could have done it. The path was there if we just stayed healthy. Clippers, maybe the Nuggets. Man, if Jamal Murray hadn't torn his ACL, it was all set up. We could have done it. You're probably saying that in Denver right now. If they want to, sure. And whoever loses these conference finals might say the same thing. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. That was a golden chance. Possibly. Yeah, but but in, um, th- this team had three All-Stars. None of those other teams did. I mean, Denver only had one. Yeah. Jazz had three. Phoenix had two. Clippers had two. Mary says, go Suns. She's all in. A lot of people here with Arizona ties. Fair number of them will still be still be hooked on the playoffs. Yeah, I wonder if there are Arizona ties or, and some of them are certainly, a lot of LDS folks live down there who have a connection. Uh, but at the same time, I wonder if it's, well, I don't like the Clippers. They beat the Jazz and the Suns are a nice story. Uh, smaller market, I guess. No one has really engineered that I'm going to Phoenix in the way Leonard did and with Paul George. And nobody on this team. I don't think Chris Paul, after a franchise that hadn't made the playoffs in 10 years, and you either trade me to Phoenix or I walk. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not how it worked. Right. And the rest of them, I mean, they, they were all drafted. Bridges drafted. I think it might have been a trade, draft day trade. Aiton. Aiton and Crowder Booker. was traded. Uh, and then Booker obviously was drafted. The Jazz took Lyles, and then the Suns took Booker on the next pick. And the word was they were going to take whoever the Jazz didn't take, and the Jazz took the wrong guy. Don't. And the Suns took the right guy. And it worked out. And that good for them because they had had so many crappy picks that followed. Uh, high draft. I mean, so many four got four top ten picks, and none of them have done squat. And then they get Booker, which I think was like 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. And he ends up being the best of the lot. So I think there's a lot of feeling of far. The Suns don't really threaten what the Jazz want. So if we can't have it, let them have it. Got more people uh, weighing in here. DeJuro, longtime listener, says, I'm watching the Olympics in Tokyo. Okay, that's uh, for another month. I'm not an Olympic guy. You'll watch basketball. You can't help yourself. Well, what are they going to do with the time difference and everything and all that? I mean, if it's going to be tape delayed, probably not. And I'm certainly not going to get up at 2 in the morning to watch it. Which Might is, be on during our show, though. What, okay. Show works out. Yeah, I said. And I don't know. I don't know what the time, time is yet. That's why I think, for the sake of the world, all Olympics should be in the U.S. <laughs> for the sake of the world? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Despite what these people say, this is the greatest country in the world. Yeah, absolutely. 
People want to come here. And so they should have it the best times for us. Screw everybody else. Prime time here would be morning games in uh, in Asia. Yeah, but see, they're used to doing that. <laughs> right? I mean, that's when, when they in, when Ichiro's up at bat, <clears throat> people are watching. It doesn't matter yeah. what time of the day. We don't do that. When I got sent to uh, Nagano before the '98 Olympics, because the uh, the next Olympics was going to be was here. that the winter one too? Yeah, it was Winter Olympics oh, in '98. I could even care. There's nothing I care less in the sporting world than the Winter, the winter Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. Why didn't you say no? And so, uh, well, I didn't go to the Olympics. I went in October to do a series in November on the preparations for the games. And so we went into interview someone no? in some building. <laughs> went in in some building, and it's nine o'clock in the morning. And the World Series is on, and the Indians are playing. Yeah, that's what they do. We don't do that. Our Hawaiian residents are used to that, but the rest of us. True story. No. Been in Hawaii. Been in Hawaii for NBA Finals at two o'clock in the afternoon. That's yeah, weird. That's the, what they do. The game ends, and the sports day is over at like four thirty. <laughs> it's it. Everything's a final. We're all done. Yeah. Go enjoy your evening on the beach. <laughs> yeah. So they do that, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I can it. barely tolerate the Summer Olympics. Not tolerate is the wrong word. I'm just not that interested in it. Well, David's with you. He says, my TV will stay off until college football and the NFL kick off. I don't see how you can't be interested in the NBA Finals. Because we're hardcore and a lot of people aren't as hardcore as us. But we watch all championships. It's the most fun. It's where you get your best payoff. The intensity. That, that thing last night, the valley, the valley oop, and then 33-plus minutes to play two <laughs> minutes of basketball and these stupid reviews and, and all this stuff. And then the celebration. I mean, Sarich, who's a big man, picks up Aiton, who's even bigger. <laughs> I mean, they just if, if that's in January, I don't think they'd do that. Right, the agony and intensity and all that. If Paul George misses two free throws in February, he missed two free throws. You got a game tomorrow, so what's the point of worrying? But here he missed. So he's been having this great postseason. This for him, he's been having a breakout, putting to rest the demons, and then he goes to the line and clanks two. And the demons are back. Yeah. Could have so put them up a, three. Yeah. Ever an 85% uh, free throw shooter. At least make one and you got OT. You don't know that necessarily, but the probability of OT is probably pretty good at, at that point. And so then an extra five minutes, who knows? But he misses two. And the Suns fans, when Booker went out with the nose thing, they brought it up because they can remember when Nash got hit in the frame bridge of the nose and they had to take him out, and they couldn't stop the bleeding, and the game's going on, and he can't stop the bleeding, so he can't go back in. And the first thing, uh, I, re- I recall that, that they would be talking, I guarantee you people will be talking about that today because they thought about that because I saw it on Twitter. Here we go again. And I think it was in 07. The blood was gushing out of Nash's top of his nose area, and how long was Booker going to be out? Now he was out for a little bit and then came back. And, and I always like it when they got the stuff stuck up, stuffed up each nostril. Somehow you look way meaner. 
<laughs> Mouth breather. I got no other option. Didn't Stockton, after he missed all those games in the second year of the finals, he came back in the first game, and if I remember correctly, it was Indiana. I'd have to double-check that. And him doing these picks down low, Dale Davis had had enough and just smacked him to the floor, <laughs> and Stockton had galls stuck up the nostrils. John Stockton, my favorite point guard of all time. <laughs> I love John Stockton. Gritty, tough, independent. Bleeding on people. Country music fan. Brought him out on stage when Garth Brooks was here. And I went to the show. Place went nuts. There's not an NBA player I admire more than John Stockton. Brian says, I watch very little sports in the summer. Too many other things to do. I'll try to go see the bees in person once or twice. Agreed. That's it. Dialed out. Utah summer nights, they're awesome. Last summer was the first time since I've lived here I did not go to the stadium to watch a ball game. There were no ball games at the stadium to see. Right. Other than that, sure. It's just gorgeous over there. Hang out at the stadium. I don't even can tell you one thing that goes out out on the field. Doesn't matter. Just to be there. Sights and sounds. Oh, I I can remember one. Uh, They're playing Albuquerque, and I'm with my friend, and uh, Albuquerque top of the first. They score like seven, eight runs, something like that. And Rick Dempsey, catcher, was the manager. Mm -hmm. First batter for the Bees in the bottom of the first. They probably weren't even the Bees then. He walks the guy, and here comes Dempsey. And I say to my buddy, Watch this. <laughs> and Dempsey's head, I can't hear what he's saying, but his head is bobbing up and down. <laughs> it's like, son, we just gave you an eight-run lead. You bleep and lob the ball over the plate <laughs> and throw strikes, man. You're, you, and I knew he was going to do that. Yeah, and I remember that all these years later. I took batting practice off of Dino Ebel, who's now the third base coach of the Dodgers. Used to manage the buzz. The they had a media day there, and you just went out there and crushed it? No. Kathy Aiken had better line drives than I did. <laughs> she was an athlete. And uh, she was smacking them into left field. I'm thinking, oh, I'll just make contact. I was, so, I was nervous. Adam says, I'm going to watch the Oakland A's until the Niners start up, and then the Jazz will be playing again before you know it. Yeah, that's the thing about everything. And we're back. So my sister was here last week, and she's from Phoenix area. And the heat is always, it's just a dominant topic there. And uh, she was saying, well, yeah, you know, I don't really get that caught up in it because before you know it, it'll be cooler and the weather will be good again. I said, yeah, but then before you know that, it'll be summer again. <laughs> <laughs> you troublemaker. <laughs> so Saturday, we're up in Wyoming, and, uh, wow, it's going to be 99 with showers in Arizona. It's not even getting to 100 today. Yeah, They're catching a break. Some storms coming through. And they said, uh, so my friends, couple, two of her kids were flying up from the Phoenix area. And so we met them for lunch. They had a morning flight. And first thing, man, is that whew, the weather here is so nice. We just dropped 30 degrees. Because <laughs> we were outside. It was warm up there. It was unseasonably warm last week. And we were uh, under a tree at a park right next to the pickleball courts where he had played pickleball that morning. So uh, 
the weather is something that is uh, dominant, but the weather here obviously is great. And I get it, be outside. But still, if I'm not watching every second and maybe I don't watch every second, I certainly pay attention and I monitor what's going on in, in, in these playoffs. I mean, last night's game was exciting. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, but it's not like the Jazz. It's not like you're going to break down the first quarter of the game. No, it's not must-watch, I guarantee. You don't have the emotional investment. I don't have the emotional investment either way. I, I want and I view sports as entertainment, and last night's game was entertaining. The 30-plus minutes to play two minutes sucked. They've got to stop that. They've got to find a way, and I don't know what the solutions are. I'm not a solution guy. I just criticize. And, but all I know is that it just took way too long for such a short span of clock time. Steve says, Lord Stanley's Cup all the way. And Corbin says, go Knights, go. The all Vegas about Las Vegas Knights, hockey. Uh, they're yeah. down 3-2 to the Canadians. I find hockey harder to watch on television. It's awesome in person. Say, it's, it's a hard TV sport. It's hard to watch on well. TV. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, uh, I don't know if they've tried to do things, if, if something can be done. You know, they, they highlighted the puck in blue and, and whatnot. So, but yeah, I haven't been to a hockey game in a long time. I, I, when I worked down there, you did a bunch of everything if you were the position I had. So, I mean, they sent me to the Kings playoff. There's a guy, uh, uh, what's his name, Jeff Cortnall or something like that. <laughs> For the other team, I had the other team's locker, and a uh, guy scored three goals. And there's a group of people all around him. Well, I did not know. It turns out that he wasn't the guy who scored the three goals. And as I'm writing down quotes and stuff, and finally somebody said his name, and oh man, it's a good thing I figured that one out. I would have screwed that up big time. <laughs> It's tough to walk into a locker room for the first time and not know what anybody the looks like. The visiting locker room. Right, no yeah, less. right. Yes. You not know who anybody is. Right. One more for you, and then we'll go to break. You ready for this one? Yes. I could give you 100 guesses on what this guy's doing to fill time with the Jazz out. And it's not, it's not RSL. There's a few people here watching the European Championships. There's no Olympics in this one. Baseball or anything like that. Scott, Scott Gilbert, I'm prepping for the bow hunt. I'm checking cams and enjoying cooler mountain air. I am far away from it all. What is he hunting with the bow? Uh, bow hunt, I'm going to guess deer, but I don't know. He doesn't say. I've never hunted a thing in my life. I've never held a gun. I've never shot a gun. A BB gun. Mm. Not, not even a BB gun. I can't recall that. But not a real gun. I've never had that ever. A number of listeners would be happy to take you out shooting, I'm sure. Yeah, and I know people are into that. You go up and play Mountain Dell, you can hear the shooting range and all that. But I've never, ever done that. I was a city guy all the way. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up, Aaron Falk, Salt Lake Tribune sports editor. New gig for Aaron. He wrote for the paper for a while, went to work for the Jazz for a while. Now he's back at the Trib, and we will get to that. Coming up in 15 minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.